Welcome to the Living Water Service with the Lao Sanctuary Youth of Victory Bible Church International. We believe that as you listen to this word, you will grow bigger in wisdom. Now, the sermon. Tonight, I'm going to talk about our identity and our identity in Christ um, and how we can live a spirit-filled life. Uh, But first, let's pray. So Jesus, we just come to you right now. We thank you for this opportunity to gather in your presence, to fellowship, to be among your people. Lord, I pray that you would speak through me, that you would have me to say only what you want me to say. Jesus, we come to you open-handed, ready to receive. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. In Jesus' name. Amen. Okay. (laughs) Okay, so uh, we're going to talk about how to live a spirit-filled life. Um, And we're going to start with Romans 8, 1 through 9. If we just want to pull that up. Aha, okay. So, there is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. The next verse. We're going 1 through 9, please. So, if we can just read it through. Okay, for the law of the spirit of life has set you free in Christ Jesus from the law of sin and death. For God has done what the law, weakened by the flesh, could not do, by sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh and for sin. He condemns sin in the flesh in order that the righteous requirement of the law might be fulfilled in us who walk not according to the flesh, according to the spirit for to set the mind on the flesh is death but to set the mind on the spirit is life and peace for the mind that is set on the flesh is hostile to God for it does not submit to God's law indeed it cannot those who are in the flesh cannot please God You, however, are not in the flesh, but you're in the Spirit. If, in fact, the Spirit of God dwells in you, anyone who does not have the Spirit of Christ does not belong to him. So, um, I, I'll just start by telling my story, my, my testimony. Um, so, I grew up in a Christian home. I, I got saved when I was three three years old, so I was very, very small, Um, but it was my own personal decision. I remember the moment. Um, I don't know if you have, like, Christmas Eve services and Christmas services, and so we do back in the States, and so I I was by myself on the front row because my father was ushering the communion. My mom had a baby, so she was going to to feed her and so me and my older sister we were sitting on the front row so I was three my older sister was six 
And, um, and so the pastor gave the altar call. He was like, would anyone like to receive Jesus today? And me and my three-year-old self, I do, I do. <laughs> so I remember the moment. Um, and so then I got baptized when I was four. I, um, I received my prayer language at five. And the, my, receiving my prayer language as well, I did it on my own. Um, it was like a Sunday night like this. And there was a lady praying at the altar. And I was like, what are you doing? What are you doing? And she's like, oh, I'm, you know, I'm praying. I'm praying. And, I'm, and I said, well, I want to do that. <laughs> and so, you know, again, I think it's, it's so childlike faith, you know, just to receive God and to receive, um, to receive what he has for us. And so, so anyway, so I've been growing up in church. Um, and then at the age of nine, I moved overseas from the States. I moved to uh, Europe because um, my parents were missionaries. And so, again, you know, growing up in the church, I, I served in the church. I was on, on the praise team at church. And, um, and so, yeah, so now I'm back living in the States. And, uh, and I'm serving in, in my youth group. I'm a leader there. So, anyways, that's my testimony. Okay, so number one, um, for how to live a spirit-led and fulfilled life, um, it's, it's who, who you are in Christ. Um, we need to understand that we're co-heirs in Christ. Um, we're kids of the King, you know? Uh, so we're royalty, and I, I was thinking about it, and I was preparing, and I was thinking, you know, if you're royalty, you have a crown on your head, so you're not going to be, you know, walking around like this. You're not going to have any heavy burden. Although the crown is heavy, you have to hold your head high to be able to hold it. And so that's how we need to walk. We need to walk um, with our head held high so that the crown doesn't slip. So I think I forgot to, um, to tell the guys in the back, Romans, 817 but um but we're not defined by what we do or who we're with um i think i think in today's world and even as as teenagers and young adults you know a lot of time we we identify our we're with or what we do what we do for a living our our peers you know we want to be like them we come we compare ourselves to them but but you know we don't have to because we need to know who we are um and and even relationships, you know, if you're in a relationship, don't, you don't have to, you know, compare yourself to your partner. You don't, you don't have to, um, to always, uh, you don't have to be identical or her. Um, and that's the beautiful thing about God's grace is it's not what we do to inherit the kingdom. It's who we are. So, um, number two, uh, we need to know where we are. We need to know that we are supposed to be living in the heavenly realms. Um, and we're supposed to bring heaven to earth. Um, and that's Jesus, you know. So the Holy Spirit lives in us. And again, um, just like a little illustration, we have Jesus on our left. The Father is in our right. The Holy Spirit is in us. And so he is all around us. He's surrounding us. Um, and so, you know, our home, our home is not here on earth. Um, so we always need to be kingdom-minded because our purpose here 
it's not for ourselves. You know, we're not here for ourselves. We're not here to, to please ourselves. But we always need to be kingdom-minded. We always need to be um, focused. What can I do for him? What can I do? What can I do to further his kingdom? Um, so it's to bring others to Christ. That's, that's our purpose here on earth. And if we can live that way, and if we can, we can always keep that in mind, um, I think we'll go far. Uh, so... So we need to live in his example. So Colossians 3, 2. Set your, thing, set your minds on things that are above, not on things that are on earth. And then Ephesians 2, 6. Um, he has raised us up with him and seated us with him in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. Okay, so the third one is power and authority. Um, you know, we have the Holy Spirit within us, and we need to use His Holy Spirit power. Um, so Acts 1.8, you'll receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you'll be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. And so Takarati is like Jerusalem, you know, it's where we are. And then Judea and Samaria would be maybe like the Western region and, and Ghana and then Samaria and to the ends of the earth would be like, you know, to the rest of the world. So, um, so first John four, four, little children, you are from God and have overcome them for he who is in you is greater than he who is in the world. Hallelujah. So the Holy Spirit, he is in you for you. So whenever you first become a believer, the Holy Spirit enters you and he's in you for you. But then as you receive your prayer language and as you begin to be bold, he's on you for other people to be bold to have faith to be able to minister to be able to have moments in your school or maybe at work or with your friends to be one of those moments where where you can you can tell others about what he's done in your life you can tell others it doesn't have to be scary guys it doesn't have to be scary i think i think so often you know you know, our heart's beating really fast, and we're like, ah, I don't know, I don't know what to say, I don't know what to say, but it's okay, you know, as long as you say it, as long as you say it. Um, uh, I don't know if you remember the, the parable in the Bible about the sower and the seed, and how um, the, the sower sowed it on on good soil he sowed it on the rocks he sowed it on thorns he sold it he sowed it to um on the ground and the birds ate it but what did he do he sowed it right so that's all we have to do so it doesn't matter how it comes out of our mouths as long as we do it we just gotta do it um so we need to be bold in our faith so the next one is he must increase in lives and the question is, the question is how, you know? I think it's so easy to get wrapped up in 
to to be so concerned with our own lives and friends and and family that we kind of just forget about him in our daily lives. Um, but there's three there's three things that we need to remember, and it is prayer, praise, and the word. Um, and it's it's it needs to be daily. It needs to be disciplined. And I think that if we discipline ourselves to to be able to do this, praying, you know, let him let him increase, let him increase, praying, praying on your way to school, praying, walking down the street, praising, listening to your music in your ears, you know, um, and then and then reading the word, memorizing scripture. Um, it's all part of growing in him. It's all part of him increasing in you. And then. Um, Galatians 5, 16 through 22. But I say, walk by the Spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. For the desires of the flesh are against the Spirit, and the desires of the Spirit are against the flesh. For these are opposed to each other to keep you from doing the things that you want to do. But if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. Now, the works of the flesh are evident. Sexual immorality, impurity, sensuality, idolatry, sorcery, enmity, strife, jealousy, fits of anger, ooh, Rivalries, dissensions, divisions, envy, drunkenness, orgies, and things like these. As I warned you before, that those who do such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. But the fruit of spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control against such things there is no law so and those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires so I believe I believe as humans of course we struggle with these things but that's that's why we have God's grace you know that's why we repent and we and we believe and um, and I think that we need to crucify those things, things that we struggle with, you know. As as humans, I think that a lot of times it's an excuse. I, w- I was thinking about it, and it's like, okay, the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness. And when people are like that, when you find someone who is like that, who has the fruit of the Spirit on you, you're like, whoa, wow. That's so amazing, you know? But that's how we should be. It should be normal. There is the normality is the sexual immorality. It is the jealousy and the fits of anger. That is normal. And that's what the world has declared as normal. But as believers, as followers of Christ, we can't we can't allow that. We have to crucify the flesh with its passions and desires and the life and to live a life to him. The last thing that I have to say today is that, of course, I must decrease 
So it's kind of goes hand in hand with he must increase. So I've been kind of talking about it. Um, but, you know, the flesh, the flesh will try to push through. And, and I know it's difficult. And we're humans. But as I said, let's crucify ourselves. So Galatians 2.20, if we want to go back to that one. I've been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. In the life I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. So, so I think, I think so maybe, maybe we can use our hand as an example and just look at the, at the center of our palm right here. And we need to crucify our flesh. We're dead. We're, if we are believers, we are dead to the flesh, right? We're, like, things that offend us, it shouldn't offend us. We're dead people. We're dead to the flesh. So we must decrease. We must decrease. And again, I say prayer, praise, and the word. That's how we increase him in our lives. So uh, just to end this, um, if you just to remember these things, because I know it, it was a lot maybe, but if you hold up your right hand, you, if you just hold up your hand, so the thumb, the thumb is who you are. The pointer finger, where you are. The middle finger, which in this state is, is bad, so we're just gonna, the <laughs> middle finger <laughs> is the authority and power. And so, I mean, if you want to, you can give Satan the middle finger, you know, because you have authority and power. But, and then number four, he must increase and I must decrease. So this is to end it. So we can just maybe pray again. Um, Jesus, thank you for this opportunity that I was able to share with these lovely people. I pray that they have received something. Um, let it not be me. Let it be you. Let it be the Holy Spirit coming to life coming to life and living inside of them. We thank you for tonight. We thank you. It's been a wonderful time. And I pray that we would continue to do so. I pray that we would continue to have an awesome week and that everyone would be blessed and highly favored. In Jesus' name, amen. We know who we are. We are born of God. Oh, we know what to do. We have the future. Thank you for listening. We hope that you were blessed by this sermon. Stay tuned for more episodes of God's precious word. We are